Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome back to the Three Muslims podcast where your host Rami Fayed and Anhel we are the realest podcast in the dunya and we'd like to welcome you back Assalamu alaikum today we have another special guest sister Yari Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Wa alaikum salam guys thank you for having me um for everybody uh, my name is Gariela uh, but people call me Yari. It's a little bit easier. I'm 21 years old. I'm a revert. I reverted to Islam about uh, two and a half months ago, so not that long ago. Uh, I'm from Costa Rica. I'm currently living in Costa Rica. Um, yeah. MashaAllah. So what was going through your mind when you made that first revert video announcing that you, you reverted to Islam? Well, honestly, um, I was really excited. I wanted to share my story with everybody. Um, the reason why my life like changed completely from the moment I started to really learn about Islam and like, it's, it's a long story and, and it's really deep and very emotional, but uh, I still I still know very little about Islam and I'm learning, but I made that decision because, you know, my life was in such a bad place for so long. And all of a sudden, literally like this, I still don't understand how, but like this, my life changed completely. And um, a few of my friends were like, do you really want to tell people like uh, you're really putting yourself out there? You're going to you're putting yourself in like really vulnerable position and I was I thought about it and I was like yeah of course I do like if, if, if it has changed my life if it has like brought so much good and positivity to my life then I want to speak about it with other people because hopefully it'll the same thing can, can happen to them and and since I've made the video a lot of people have reached out to me and they're really happy that I that I have because I've spoken about a lot of things that uh, I feel like there's just not a lot of videos of like reverts where they're um, speaking about like their difficulties and things that they're struggling with, which is what I want to do. Um, a lot of people people have reached out to me, like saying, "Oh, can you talk about such and such thing and whatever?" Uh, and it's been hard because I I have received a lot of criticism and it makes me kind of not want to speak about those things, but. Uh, at the end of the day, those little like messages that I get from people that are like, I'm so glad, I'm so happy that you're talking about this. Like this has really helped me. It's like, forget about all the other negative things. It makes it so much better. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really good. Um, Actually, Brother Anhel, when he made his revert story, he had um some guy, I don't know how many subscribers he has, but he uh, he's like an activist slam hater. He had him make an entire video against Anhel and his, his reversion yeah. story. Um, he didn't care, obviously, as you could see. But um, I mean, <laughs> subhanAllah, the truth has enemies, right? So whenever somebody converts to Islam, you're going to have a whole bunch of people who hate on them just for that reason alone. Uh, and, and I guess that's how you know you're doing it right. You know, <laughs> you know, you're on the truth when, when you, you start to, you know, to, to get hate for it. SubhanAllah. So what were some of the issues that you highlighted um, that you had reverting to Islam? Um, so one of 
the issues that I talked about is like wearing the hijab. Um, it's something that I'm currently struggling with, partially because I received, um, I'm trying not to take information from just random people um, and kind of figure things out on my own. But uh, a lot of my friends or people I know or random people, they're like, yo, you don't have to wear it. There's some people say, you do have to wear it. It's mandatory, like, hold on, you need to wear it, like, no matter what. Uh, what you're doing is wrong, so on, blah, blah, blah. Um, but, it, you know, it's hard coming from, I'm Latina, and I'm a very proud Latina. I think most of us are. Um, and it's hard to go from, like, honestly, it's, like, completely different ends of the spectrum. Most of my friends walk around in bikinis most of the time. And then I'm at the beach, and I'm, like, trying to cover my entire body and my hair and everything. And... It's hard uh, for, for that reason. A lot of girls have reached out to me. They're like, I'm struggling with it too. You know, my family, they, they, they hate it when I wear it. They don't like seeing me wearing it. And I come from a very religious family as well. I'm currently living with my grandparents. And sometimes I wear it. And my grandma, she's 90 years old. Like, you can imagine a 90-year-old, like, very Catholic, Hispanic woman. She sees me, she's like, why are you wearing that? And they see me make my videos, my grandpa and my grandma, they're like, I, they don't even like question me anymore. They just like stare at me and they're like, I, I, I don't even, I, I can't even imagine what's going through their head when they see me like that. But um, yeah. Wow. Angel, Faya, do you guys have any thoughts so far? How are you dealing with the music? Music? Yeah, being Latina. Um, Honestly, uh, I've, I've changed a lot of the music that I listen to, but not because, not necessarily because like Islam is telling me to do it, but because I, as a person, understand that I shouldn't be listening to music that is like degrading women or just talking about like violence and sex. And, and I like, I'm putting that, constantly putting that in my head and really, even if you don't want to admit it, it is like influencing your thoughts and the way you act and the, what do you believe. I'm also, I grew up a dancer my entire life. Uh, that's also something I've been struggling with a little bit, not so much anymore. But um, I used to dance in public a lot. I used to have like, I used to perform a lot and I go to clubs and all of that. I loved it. but. Um, again, once, once I uh, started learning about Islam, it wasn't like, okay, Islam says it's bad, so I'm not going to do it. It's more of I personally began to understand why I shouldn't be in clubs. Estoy en la reunión. Estoy en la reunión. No, no, no. Sorry, it's my grandma. No, they had a sorry if you put it in trust. And I forgot what I was talking about. Um, uh, you were saying it's not about uh, Islam telling you not to do these, yes. but you were realizing it. Yes, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I um, I started to realize that I, sh I why I shouldn't, and really understand why I shouldn't be out in clubs. Why? Because you're really just putting yourself in, a, in, in situations like, 
in bad situation. Why, why do I want a bunch of gross old men like staring at me and just, why do I want to put myself in that situation? I love to dance, but I'll, I can now, I'll, I'll dance at home. I'll dance with my friends. I don't need to dance in public and get everybody else's attention. Uh, now I've learned to like, to appreciate dance, but in, in a different way and do it in a way where I can still enjoy it, but I don't have to, you know, like push it away completely because it's one of my biggest passions and it always has been. Yeah, I feel that. I mean, I wasn't dancing in clubs and nothing, but uh, I am Puerto Rican, so like, I know how it is with the music, especially the reggaeton, the bachata, the salsa, the merengue. Yeah. And it's just, it's real hard, especially as a revert now. Yeah, I agree. What are the other like sim similarities on Hill that you hear um, as she told her story? Say that one more time. <laughs> what are some of the other similarities that you see with your story and hers uh, from what she said so far? Uh, I think just the music at, at the moment. You know, right. I, I had a question for you too, bro. Um, you know, when Rami asked Yari about her revert story, I wanted to ask you, what made you want to make your revert story? I mean, that's that's what I do. My channel, I just share my journey and what I do in my life. And, you know, it was something that had brought so much value to me that I was like, you know what, I'm not going gonna, gonna to keep this from everyone, so let me just share it. Mm. Okay. Mashallah. I swear this guy's like Omar radiallahu anhu. I swear like I'm not <laughs> even kidding. As soon as Omar radiallahu anhu converted, he's like everyone knows. And it's like I'm Omar. What are you gonna do about it? Right. <laughs> um <laughs> just one of the comparisons, mashallah. But um, sister, so what was your first interaction with Islam? What was your initial perception of it? And how did it change over time if it did change? Uh it definitely has changed. Um so I guess the first time I really heard about Islam was um, maybe I think it was my like freshman year of high school in my, in my world history class. Before then, um, my family definitely had a really bad image or perception of Islam. It was basically whatever we saw in the media, which was, oh, they're terrorists, they're, yeah horrible people and blah, blah, blah. They're trying to brainwash our children and send them to the Middle East to kill people or, you know, all of that. <laughs> That's really what, what my, like my mom, my mom thought. And I remember I was current at the time I was living in, in North Carolina and uh, where we were living, they were uh, thinking about building a mosque there. And when my mom found out, she was like, oh my gosh, no, this is horrible. What if this happens? Like, you know, they're gonna know like people are gonna leave Christianity and blah 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 and, and so on and um and so that was really what I what I knew of it but I, I really didn't know anything about it like what I thought I, I thought they believed like Islam taught uh, or people Muslim people believed in gods and in weird I don't know what like I, I had no idea that it was in a lot of ways very similar to Christianity and so my freshman year of high school we started to learn a little bit about it um, 
And I was like, oh my gosh, what? Like they believe in God? It's so crazy, I didn't know that. And, um, and so I met, um, I think that was the first time where I like met other Muslims and, um, and I really don't remember why or how, but I met this girl towards the end of my freshman year and she was Muslim and somehow we ended up going to the masjid together. Um, and when I went to the masjid, uh, I went there for prayer and I, I called my mom while I was there and I was like telling her about it. I was like, mom, this is so cool. Uh, it's like so interesting the way that they pray and like they take off their shoes and they go clean themselves before they go in and all of this. And then I was talking to her in Spanish on the phone and all of a sudden somebody's like, um, who's talking in Spanish? But he said it in Spanish and it was the imam and he came up to me and he spoke Spanish and uh, I was like, wow, oh my, I was even more shocked. I was like, what? What in the world? This man is talking to me in Spanish. How does he speak Spanish? Spoke like multiple languages, but uh, he was so nice and so welcoming. And um, I continued to go to the masjid and I went during uh, that Ramadan and I, I fasted and I would go like at night. I don't, I ended up going like every night and I don't know how my mother even let me, but even at some point she even came and my stepdad came as well. Um, and we all started to learn a little bit about Islam and, and we realized, you know, whatever the media was putting out, it was honestly like the complete opposite of, of what Islam and, and Muslims are really like. And so from then, my whole image of it started to change. Um, and I had a more of an understanding about what it was. Um, but uh, after some time, I, I was personally going through a very difficult time, um, uh, even a few years before then. So after a few months, I, I, I basically completely dropped it um, and, and forgot about it till another like four years later. Four years. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, what happened after the four years? So, after the four years, let me tell you, a lot happened <laughs> in those four years. Yeah, I imagine. And anybody who has seen me on social social media could say this, like a, a one what is a one eighty flip? I guess because it's not three sixty, because three sixty would be back mm. to the same place, but one eighty flip. Um, and so I really, I had no interest in, in, in really learning about Islam again, but um, I, I met with someone and they asked me um, what I thought about Islam. And I did, really didn't know what to say. I, I, I really couldn't uh, answer the question because um, before when I learned about Islam, I never really uh, learned what Islam teaches, like what are the beliefs of Islam? And so that question like stuck in my head and I went home and from that night when I, I just, I don't know what I, what I searched up, like what is Islam or something like that on YouTube probably. And from that night, I would spend I spent every single night uh, 
just watching videos and um, and trying to learn more in depth about uh, Islam. Um, and after that, after a, a few weeks, it was all very, very like quick. But after a few weeks, um, I met with my friend and I hadn't seen him in a while. It was maybe two, a year or something like that, two years. Um, and for some reason, uh, I felt like I should bring it up that I was interested in Islam. And so I did. And it turns out he was Muslim. So we had a whole conversation about it. And uh, he gave me some books to read. And, uh, and that helped because uh, a lot of, I think um, a lot of the information on YouTube can, is really hard uh, to, uh, there's many perspectives, um, I think, on Islam. So it's kind of hard to like, uh, <laughs> just navigate, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Exactly. Um, so the books really helped and it, it gave me a better understanding um, and really talked about like the history of Islam. And it was, and that I think was really important because for me, even though I grew up Christian or Catholic, whatever, it, it never like historically, like it never like made that much sense. And, and since the Bible, a lot of it is like, interpretations and like metaphors and things everyone interprets interprets it very differently so i could i never understood a lot of the stories or a lot of what what it taught but i just obviously i just stuck stuck with it because that's what i grew up learning my whole life that's my whole family everyone's christian so why why would i go and try to learn a, about a different religion um but I lost my train of thought, uh, but yeah, so my friend, I talked to him and after that, I had uh, like two nights later, I had a dream. Uh, no, it wasn't a dream. It was a nightmare. It was a horrible nightmare. Um, but to this day, I'd, I know I have slipped or I used to so much. It's, it's crazy, but so much has changed. I used to have sleep paralysis. I don't have sleep paralysis anymore. And when I had sleep paralysis, I had really, really, really horrible nightmares. And um, for many years, I had really bad dreams. It was something was trying to kill me or something was trying to kill my family or I had to kill something or it was always about like killing and dying and horrible things. Um, but that night, I was sleeping and I remember waking up, it was like 4 a.m. and I was looking out the window and all of a sudden, I don't know if I fell back asleep or what it was, but something came on top of me and it started to choke me and I couldn't breathe. And I was trying to pray, but I couldn't get the words to my head no matter how hard I tried. And it was just telling me like not to believe in God, that God couldn't help me and, and, and just really horrible things and I was so scared so I didn't know what was going on I didn't know if I was going to die or if it was a demon or what what it was but um I kept trying and trying to pray and finally the words like got to my head and then it was gone it was gone it left and 
and I, and I, I woke up and I could move again. Um, and I cried and, uh, I, I stayed in bed for a while. I couldn't fall back asleep. Um, but that morning, once I settled down a bit, I, uh, started to think, and I don't know why, but I was like, I think for some reason, this is my sign. I, I think I should, uh, revert to Islam. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know why I thought that really, but something was just telling me that, that, that was it. Like why, why wait any longer? Um, but, uh, after that, a few days, uh, maybe a week after that, I met with my friend and she, she is Muslim and she's a born Muslim. And I, I told her about everything that had been going on. She was like, wow. Yeah. Like, uh, that's great. And it does really seem like you've accepted Islam into your heart. And, um, and then two days after that, I moved back to Costa Rica. Um, so when I moved here, it was uh, quite difficult. Obviously, there's really not a Muslim population here. Um, and I tried to reach out to people uh, to see if I could kind of find a community of Muslims here. And I, I did and um, managed to find a small group. And um, I don't know, maybe a month or so, two months later, I finally, uh, I found a mosque and I went to the mosque and recited my Shahada. So that was kind of the, the beginning of my, my, my story. Um, and now I'm still, I'm still very new to it. I'm still, I still know very little, but, but I'm really happy with the decision I've made. And like I mentioned before, it really switched my life around completely. And, um, and now uh, I suffered with, I've suffered with depression and anxiety, like extreme anxiety. And I was suicidal for, since the age of like 14 or 13 years old. Um, and from the day I started to learn about Islam, I, um, I, those thoughts haven't, haven't been back in my head at all. And I, it's, it's insane. I was scared. I, I went through a few difficult things um, these past couple of months, but, and I was scared it was going to come back because I thought before I really thought I just was kind of psycho. I thought I was crazy. I thought that there was something wrong in my head that I just could not be happy. I could, I, I felt a hole inside of my chest that could not be filled by anything. And I wanted to die. I, I hated being alive. I constantly cried. I felt like my life was so pointless for so many years. For like six years, I felt like that. And no matter how hard I tried, those thoughts wouldn't leave my head. And I went to psychologists and I, 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 I reached out for help, but nothing, nothing helped. It was the same until, until I started learning about Islam and, and it was just gone. I've been able to control my anxiety so much better. And I just feel so motivated and, and just happy and at peace. Like I used to be when I was little and it, I, it was something that I thought I was never going to be able to experience again. And I'm just so grateful and blessed that I, I feel this way again. Um, and that's why, yeah, that's why I decided to share 
my story with everybody else. Mashallah. <laughs> Yo, you say that you don't know why you decided to revert to Islam after having that dream, but real talk, I think if anyone had that dream, they wake up, they're like, yo, I got to do something. Yeah, <laughs> it was scary. It was really, really scary. So you said that you had depression and anxiety. And you said that now you actually don't have it as much or you still have it a little bit? My depression is, I would say, completely gone. Like even when, obviously, I, there's still things I struggle with and I have difficulties with every day, you know. But, mm-hmm. but it's not the same. It's, it's those thoughts and those feelings I had before are just gone. Like they vanished. My anxiety, I still uh, am trying uh, to get a, to, to control. But before, a lot of times I would have really severe panic attacks and I'd always end up in the hospital because I, I just couldn't control them at all. And now I haven't had a panic attack since. And uh, sometimes I do freak out and sometimes I cry a little bit, but it's, it's, it's not the same. I've, I've been able to control it a lot more. You said the uh, panic attack happened in North Carolina? Yes. Mm, um, yeah, I would get panic attacks a lot while I lived in North Carolina. But now that you're in Costa Rica. <laughs> I think that's part of the reason, too. Yeah, yeah. I think that's part of the reason, too. Uh, yeah, I definitely am a lot happier here than I was over there. Um, but it's hard to say if it's just because of that or there's other reasons. I do think it, 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 has, uh, it also has to do with that, but not just that. Yeah, it's a combination. Yes. Yo, give me, this is a super unprofessional, but give me one second. I got I to gotta be right back. Right, he's gone. Fire. All right, we'll just wait till he's back. Okay, okay. Inshallah. Surprise. I had a random random question. Uh, you know, maybe maybe we'll keep recording. Maybe we won't cut this part off. But uh a lot of people they might be hesitant on being this vulnerable and sharing a lot of their things. And it could be a combination of reasons. Some people don't want doesn't want random people knowing, they don't want to put their stuff out, they don't feel comfortable, they feel uh, like they might be judged. So what made you have such an easy, or at least make it look easy, to uh, be vulnerable and real and raw and not really feel like you need to filter or hide your story to like fit someone's expectations or anything like that? Well, yeah, I definitely have received, uh, I've definitely put myself in a very vulnerable situation. And I sometimes I do uh, slightly, not necessarily regretted, but I'm just like, oh, why did I do that? Um, but I guess the reason why was um, just this, that switch of like my life completely changed around. Like I, I really thought something was wrong with me mentally and I thought I was going to be like that forever. But now... Now that I, now that that like those feelings are, are gone, um, I I feel a lot more confident in myself, mm. and I really, 
Sometimes I care. I'm, I'm somebody who cares a lot about making other people happy. And that's one of my biggest struggles, actually. But um, I feel like, yeah, I need to make everyone happy. And I know I can't. And it's hard to accept that sometimes. But um, I want to put myself in this vulnerable situation, because if it's going to help other people, then why not? Forget about everything else. Forget about the haters. Like everyone says, you're going to have haters no matter what you do. You literally, you, you can't be perfect. I, I try so hard, but it's not going to happen. And I know it's not going to happen. And um, I can't please everybody. But if I can help other people, I want to do it. That's one of the things that motivates me so much. I, uh, I, my family, we come, I come from a family that has raised me even though uh, we, we had very little, uh, we grew up having very little. Um, we always helped people no matter what. And helping others makes, brings me so much happiness. So I, I don't mind putting myself in this vulnerable situation because I, I'm helping other people and uh, it makes it, it's 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 so so worth it. Mashallah, I agree hundred percent. Rami, what about you? Um, yeah. First, I want to say, um, Allah says in the Quran, "الذين آمنوا وتطمئن قلوبهم بذكر الله على بذكر الله تطمئن القلوب," which means those who believe and whose hearts are content with the remembrance of Allah, indeed, with the remembrance of Allah, the hearts find ease or contentment. And I think that partially is what you've been experiencing. You know, coming to Islam establishing a relationship with Allah it's um you you actually related it to when you were a child right and that's we have something called the fitra which is like the innate uh, natural disposition that God created us with um and as a kid that's all you have your fitra right and it's kind of like you're going back to it because everyone's born believing in one God um and you're kind of going back to that and I think that may be a part of the reason why you feel that that contentment you know uh, anxiety depression um has went away or subsided um, but yeah, subhanAllah, I had another point on what you just said, but it completely slipped my mind. No worries, man. I, I agree with you already because everyone's born with happiness, with that fitra, with that clarity. Nobody's born with, you know, all these weird symptoms and, you know, messed up thoughts in the head. Right. And then the dunya kind of robs you of that happiness and then you revert, right, literally to back to Islam. Yeah, subhanAllah. I just remembered what I was going to say, actually. Um, I used to struggle as well with with trying to please everybody. Um, but that's an issue because some people, to please them, you're going to have to do something wrong, right? You're going to have to do something bad. So the best mechanism is just always focus on pleasing Allah. Because uh, if you focus, uh, there's actually um, a hadith, a narration of the Prophet, peace be upon him, where it said that whoever is pleased serving Allah, Allah will be pleased serving him. And whoever is happy with mentioning Allah, in in like their company Allah will mention them in a greater company like the angels so on and so forth so as long as you focus on doing what you're doing for the sake of Allah for pleasing him um, people will be pleased with you you'll be pleased with yourself and inshallah Allah will be pleased with you as well Um, but I do understand that struggle I went through it as well man I know it's taking his time eh? yeah yeah (laughs) Anyway, um, let's backtrack a little bit. You mentioned you were in North Carolina. 
then you were here. So how long were you in North Carolina? Very long time. I left Costa Rica when I was around five years old. And, um, and when I was in the States, I, I've lived in North Carolina for like 15, maybe, yeah, around 15 years. Um, and um, my dad lives here. My dad uh, lives in Costa Rica since 2010. And my mom just moved here this December. Uh, my sisters are still living in North Carolina. But yeah, I lived in North Carolina for about 15 years. And uh, I think later this year, I might go back uh, for some time. So how old are you? 21. That's what's up. That's what's up. So you said you lived in uh, North Carolina for 15 years? Yes. Which part? Everywhere. We moved around a lot. So I think the first time we moved to North Carolina, or, so the first time we moved to the US, we moved to North Carolina, we lived in this place called Cher Cherryville. It's close to Charlotte. Um, and then later on, I moved to like Cary. I moved around in Cary a few times. I lived in Carborough. I lived in Holly Springs. I lived in Raleigh. I lived in Hillsborough. And now I'm here back in Costa Rica. Where is Hillsborough? Hillsborough is close to Durham. Oh, I think there's something about North Carolina because my pops moved there. Like after the, the big hurricane came to Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. yeah, he, he's been out there. I think he lives in uh, Greensville. Mm. You know that spot? Yeah. Yeah. That shit's crazy. Yeah. That shit is crazy. So you said 15 years over there. Yeah. That's why I speak decent English. <laughs> so you moved over from Costa Rica at what age? Like five years old. Damn. Yeah. That's like the same age that I moved from Puerto Rico to the U.S. Really? Promise you. Promise wow. you. So you said you're going to go back for a few months. Yeah. It was hard for me living in the United States, honestly, for many reasons. I never... Uh, like adapted 100%. Um, also, even though I don't look that Latina, according to people in the US, um, once they found out I was, they, I was bullied a lot in school, definitely. That made it really hard. And just a lot of things that I went through uh, growing up that I guess were like, mm, when I think about living in the US, I, I don't like it. And it it, I guess it probably brings back like bad memories so and, and traumatic memories. So uh, I always wanted to leave. I always wanted to come back to Costa Rica. I really love it here. I don't know if I'm going to live here forever. I don't know where I'm going to live the rest of my life. But, you know, um, I, I'm going to, I think, inshallah, move back to the U.S. for a little bit um, I, and be with my, my sister uh, for some time to finish school. And then once I finish school, I'll, I'll figure out what I want to do and where I want to go. Inshallah. Where's your, uh, your sister at? Uh, one of them lives in Las Vegas and the other one lives in North Carolina in, in Hillsborough, which is yeah, close to Durham. And you're going to which one? Uh, 
my little sister, the one in Hillsborough. Okay. And uh, you mentioned school. So what's, what's up with that? What are you trying to do? Yeah. So basically I always, I always wanted to go to college, but when I was in high school, I was struggling to, with myself and then struggling to know what college I was going to, how I was going to pay for it and what I wanted to study. I love doing so many things, but everybody was like, do this, do this, study business. Cause like, yo, it's useful to study something that, you know, is useful and you can find a job easily. But I did uh, one year of community college and well, if you even consider one year, cause I dropped out of most of my classes and took one the second semester. Um, and, but uh, I, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do, what I wanted to study. And then uh, after a year, I, I just dropped it and I was modeling. I did modeling for like a year and a half. And so I came to Costa Rica and I was modeling here as well. Um, but yeah, I realized that's not what I like. I like it. It can be a hobby, but my, I feel my life has a much greater purpose than just that. So I'm doing online school at the moment. And uh, what I want to study is anthropology. Um, I, I really love learning about uh, like history and, and cultures. And my goal for the future, what my dream like job, my dream life looks like is traveling the world and filming uh, documentaries um, about the travels and about like different cultures and, and really experiencing them. And not just like, I don't, a lot of people think I just want to like direct it. No, I want to be in front of the camera. I want to be like uh, learning and, and show, like experiencing it and showing and doing like, oh, this is how they do whatever here and, and whatever it is, traditions and all of that. I want to show all of that because I think I really value, um, I really value uh, education and, and, and learning about other people. Um, I think like one of the biggest issues like here in Costa Rica, a lot of my family, they're not very educated. My, my mom didn't, uh, she did end up, she did, went to university, but um, she didn't finish. Um, my, I come from very large, very big family. Uh, my mom is the youngest of 10 and my dad is the youngest of 23 kids. And my dad finished about a third grade education. And I think that was probably the highest out of his family. So, um, uh, yeah, a lot of my family, they're not very educated, um, but they're, they're really wonderful, uh, humble, beautiful people. Um, and uh, slowly, they've, a lot of them have now been learning by asking me questions because I know they didn't have a good image of, uh, not necessarily Islam, because I don't think they knew anything about Islam, but just people who wear turbans and hijabs and cover their body, because I know that they, they, they don't even know that the two are correlated. Uh, but um, uh, yeah, they've been learning uh, now and like accepting and understanding it, but it, it really, 
is an, an issue. I think like a lack of education, um, it kind of makes it hard for you to empathize and to understand people that are different than you. So that is one of the reasons why I value like education and uh, so much. Subhanallah. Um, you know, Allah actually says in the Quran that he created us, um, you know, with our differences so that we can get to know one another and that we can learn about each other. Subhanallah. So I find it amazing that, you know, your, your perception is kind of this, the, the Quranic perception as well as uh, different cultures and everything. Subhanallah. Um, that's what I love about Islam. It's so um, like, yeah, it started in Mecca with the Arabs and the, the Quranic languages is Arabic, but um, it kind of just ends there. A lot of people think that, you know, Islam is a, an Arabic religion, but um, I, I, I think we're the most diverse, subhanAllah, alhamdulillah. But, um, so you mentioned you, uh, you want to travel and see the world and film all these documentaries. So have you traveled so far or is that something that's on your bucket list for the future? Um, I've traveled a little bit. I think I, I wish... I could say I've traveled more than I have, but um, so I've traveled only within the, within North and Central America. But um, what has, one of the reasons why I haven't traveled as much as I have is because a lot of my family is, or all of my family basically is here in Costa Rica. So every year when I have the time to travel, it was like, okay, do I wanna go see my dad and my family? or go travel somewhere else. And since I never get to see my dad or my, my other sister or my family here, it was always, okay, I think I'm gonna go back to Costa Rica. I go always coming back to Costa Rica, um, but I really want to travel. I will, it's hard to say, like, just pick a few countries. I, if, I, if I can, inshallah, I want to travel and visit every country in the world because I feel like every country has something to offer um yeah okay sounds good my last question uh for now before i pass the torch to anha or rami is uh if you could go anywhere right now uh what would be the three places to hit oh that's so hard assuming covid19 isn't a thing um hmm. i've always wanted to go to jamaica <laughs> um and uh, maybe Egypt and um, maybe uh, New Guinea. New Guinea. You know what's crazy? You didn't say. You didn't say one single cold country. Ugh, yeah, <laughs> I don't like the cold. That's because she's Latina, boy. <laughs> I was gonna say you remind me of Anho. So last year, actually two years ago. No, it was last year. Last year, um, me and Anha, we went to Iceland. And this man, you know, from Puerto Rico, grew up in Florida, still lives in Florida. Mm -hmm. And I was telling him about, you know, when we go to Iceland, it's going to be really cold because I'm from Canada. Me and Rami are from Canada. So I told him it's going to be really cold. And, and, you know, he he was like, how how cold could it be? This man Googled the the temperature. (laughs) And... (laughs) uh, Was that the coldest you've ever had in your life? Definitely, right? Mm. Wait, are you asking me or him? No, him. Nah, he, he was asking me. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. 
Nah, it's a Latin thing. Like, we're just not made for the cold. Like, my dad moved over to North Carolina. And I swear, wallahi, he calls me every single day. He's like, carajo. Like, I, I, I hate the cold. I don't even know why I'm here. It's hard. It's hard to live in the cold. I, I can't. I can only bear it for a few days. I went. I visited Chicago and I visited uh, Toronto. And I don't know how people do it. I don't. It's just no matter how hard you try, no matter how much clothes you put on, you're always going to be cold, yep. no matter what. <laughs> yep. it, it's nice like that first day. You see the snow, you're like, oh, mashallah. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you're like, man, what the hell is this? Like, you, you hop in a car or you, you go into a store or something that has the heater on. And it's, you don't want to leave that. At least I speak nice. for myself. Yeah. 100%, man. Yeah. Even here in Costa Rica, I sleep with three blankets every night. <laughs> Even in Co- Costa Rica? Yes. <laughs> No. Tell me a little bit about uh, how you think your story would be different if you would have accepted Islam in America. Mm. I think it would be different. In a, because I think it would be easier for me to uh, like uh, get and find information i guess i have a lot of a lot of my friends over there are muslim and if i could be there next to them and pray next to them and watch them uh like during ramadan and and it would be a lot easier for me uh because i'm a very visual person and i need i still struggle even like with prayers and um i wish i had somebody there like next to me showing me and like speaking very very slowly and like explaining to me why why do I do this why do I do this and this why do you sit like this why do you why are you looking this way everything I want to know and understand everything and I have so many questions Um, um, and I think it would make it maybe easier if I was over there but I think, you know, it's, I'm also grateful for this time that I am here on my own because I'm, I just got out of that, like, part of my life where I was struggling a lot and going through depression and everything. And so I'm now, I feel like I'm now not just learning about Islam, but I'm learning about myself. And I have a lot of time just to myself. So I have time to think and and really uh, spend time on my own to understand myself and and learn about Islam on my own, um, which is a little bit hard, but I think it's also good. It's good for me. It might be harder, but it's I think it's better because it's like yeah. when you have a lot of people, you you tend to have a lot of opinions. Yeah. And like, you know, I love these two brothers here. Because um, we all kind of ride the same wave. So whenever we say something, we're on the same wave, you know. But, like, when you have a lot of people, everybody's on a different wave. And that, that can kind of make things a little bit more complicated. 
Yes, I agree a hundred percent. And it's part, one of the things I've been struggling lately because I'm trying to learn, but I'm also receiving a lot of information from a lot of people and a lot of different opinions. So I don't know if I should go through it all or just like maybe ignore it all, but I also feel bad for ignoring it. Um, because I know people are just trying to be helpful and help me with my journey, but it, man, it's so hard. It's so overwhelming. Like there's so much information being thrown at me at once and a lot of it, I'm not asking for it, but people still like to share their opinions with me. And I'm thank you for your help, but man, it, it makes it like, sometimes I feel like I'm drowning. So I just, I don't even look at it. You talking about social media? Mostly, yeah. So other than social media, I don't really talk to anyone. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. When yeah. I made my reverb video, I had like, I had put my email, which was a big mistake. Because <laughs> I think I had like the next morning, well over 100 messages. And each one was like, Asalaamu Alaikum, like, welcome to this beautiful religion. And it's like, it's beautiful. I appreciate it. Appreciate the love. But then they, <laughs> they would leave like, 20, 40, like, different links for these videos, and each video is, like, three hours, four hours long. I'm like, jeez, I don't know what to do here. So I feel you 100% on that. Yeah. Something else that has been very overwhelming, I don't know if, Angel, you've experienced this, but I've probably received, like, hundreds of message messages of guys asking to marry me if I could marry them. <laughs> Like, dude, they send me essays in my emails, essays of why I should marry them or like, and I clearly have never experienced this. I've never had so many people want to marry me. <laughs> Weird flex, right? But, but it's like, oh my gosh, like, okay, like, there's like, oh my gosh, it, it's a sign. I know, like. God has uh, put you in my life and blah, blah, blah. Like, I just have this feeling that we were meant to be together and so on and so on. And it's mm -hmm. really, really overwhelming. And that's why I, on my social media, I had asked people to stop sending me messages. Like, unless, like, if, if you're a guy that's interested in me, like, just don't send me messages because I wanted to go through my DMs to answer the questions of people that are struggling with things or actually have something uh they want to sh important they want to share with me but then it's like a hundred messages and then that one message a hundred messages and then that one message and then it makes it so difficult for to go through the messages and like find mm. the ones that i actually want uh, to respond to so that has been something hold up hold up hold up you you got you got muslim men that watched a video like a screen of just pixels and they're just like yo i have to yes i mean mashallah take it as a compliment yeah it is what it is yeah but like i've always wanted to get married but <laughs> now it's like I, I i don't like talking to people on social media one of the mm. reasons why i i i can't look at someone and say i am attracted to that person i need to know their personality and I cannot just talk to somebody, like send like messages. I can't like, what are you talking about? Well, like you don't even understand what I'm saying. You've never heard my voice. You've never, you don't know how I am as a person. You don't really know what I look mm. like or anything. 
but I don't like spending time on social media answering DMs. To, like I'm not, I'm not interested in that at all. I don't like it. But yeah, it's been a, a difficult. I, I yeah, okay, thank you. It's a compliment, but <laughs> hard. <laughs> you yeah. see yourself like not dealing with anything like marriage or anything like that anytime soon? Do you see yourself? Uh, you know, I'm new into Slam. I want to kind of do me, learn everything, or do you kind of feel like you know, you, you don't fall for that propaganda anymore. By propaganda, I mean in the West, there's this whole taboo about getting married early, right? In Islam, it's encouraged. Honestly, so the way I was raised, marriage has always been, like, one of my biggest goals in life, not, no, to be honest. Like, it was something I was like, that's what I want to do. I want to get married and I want to have a family. So I grew up always trying to find that person and focus putting focusing too much on that so I would pressure myself to be with people and then I realized I didn't actually like that person I was just like finding that person so desperate Mm. to find that person that I'm like oh no this person's good enough like yeah I love them no and and I did that and I ended up in a lot of really really horrible relationships um and also uh my parents are divorced and my mom has never been in a good relationship before and my dad is on his fourth marriage so um it's now it's scary like I don't ever want to get divorced but if I'm pushing myself to find this person and then what if I end up with the wrong person I don't want that like it's so now it's so scary and now I always wanted to get married young but now like when I'm really starting to think about it and understand what this means like giving everything to that person like loving this person what if that person later on 20 years later decides no I'm done they give up what if they want to give up like, you know how scary, like for me, that's so scary because I, I, I know I can do it, but, but what if that other person can? What if I give them everything and then later, yeah, they just decide, you know, they're done. And um, I don't want to end up in a bad relationship. I've never seen my mom be treated the way she deserves. And I don't want that to happen to me. My mom and I are mm. the same in a lot of ways. And it scares me because I feel like, what if I end up in the same place as she is? I don't want that to happen. So, so now with marriage, I, I'm not searching. I don't want to search. If that person, God will put that person in my life when the time is right. I am still learning about myself and I'm still learning about Islam and, and figuring out what I want to do with, with my life. If that person comes tomorrow, great. If that person comes uh 10 years from now okay fine but i've also finally come to the realization that maybe that person that i'm waiting for might never come maybe i'll never get married and i also Mm -hmm. have to be okay with that i can't spend my whole life searching and searching for that person that will make me happy i need to make myself happy i need to stop searching if that person comes great thank you god if it doesn't if, if that person never comes then I'm, I'm going to have to learn to be happy with myself mm-hmm. no matter what. Alhamdulillah. This is a PSA to any men watching. 
<clears throat> if you want to DM her, just don't. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, another thing I actually want to touch about this too, because the way some men uh, message me, they're like, oh, I've always wanted to get married, but I've been struggling to find a girl because like Muslim girls, like they're too innocent. And I don't want to be with a girl like that. I need a girl who's like crazy, like you. Excuse me. What do you mean by that? Like, uh, what? Do, you don't even know me, first off. And like, how can, there's a lot of guys that think that way. They're like, oh, I don't want a Muslim girl because she's too innocent. I don't want to ruin her life. So you think it's okay to come and ruin my life? Because I wasn't a born Muslim? Like, I, mm-hmm. that is... To me, that is such a big issue, and I that's hope toxic. like these guys, like that's so bad. I hope that they're not like out here messaging girls, like revert girls, like that. Like, okay, what do you mean? What, like, am I not innocent because I am I like you don't know me or what I've done in the past? So how are you coming to me, messaging me like that, treating me like I'm not as like good as a Muslim girl because this girl was born Muslim and I'm a mm-hmm. revert. Mm-hmm. Like that's what it makes me feel like. And, uh, I yeah, I think it's it's something I'm that not, to be spoken about. Mm-hmm. I'm not a revert, so I can't relate. So I'm gonna let Anhel, inshallah, try to relate. So Anhel, I don't know, man. Uh, do you agree with what she's saying? Is it? Do you not agree? How is it for you, bro? Is it easy to find? Are you even looking, bro? Uh, I haven't been looking, I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think guys are just thirsty regardless. Mm-hmm. You know how it is. And I mean, have I had tons of girls messaging me? Listen, men don't have that. Mm-hmm. If a man makes a Tinder, he might get a few matches. A girl makes a Tinder, she's going to get like 300, 400, 500 matches. I mean, I've had chicks that have, like, messaged me and they said, like, oh, like, you're, you're such an amazing man. And I don't want to say anything because I don't want to talk bad about anyone. But it's just, like, it's weird, you know, like, having someone reach out to you and say, like, yo, I think you're amazing. We should get married. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and it then, does feel like that. Some of them will add on that, like, um, they, like you said, they received this sign and um, they feel like they're being drawn and like, okay, this is the one that like, I have to marry you. And like, I'm, this is it. And it's like, what do you say to that? Mm. Like, I get it. You know, like a lot of guys, we guys, he wills what he wills, but like, you know, maybe, maybe we were just meant to learn something from each other. Maybe, you know, we ain't trying to get married. Let's, let's chill out for a second. You know, so I, I guess I could feel you. I could feel where you're coming from. Mm. Fair enough, man. So, yeah, for the next, let's say, <clears throat> Ramadan's around the corner. What are your next, your goals for the next few weeks? So, um, well, I'm going to be spending the first like two-ish weeks of Ramadan uh, on my own here. I want to use that time uh, to 
really like cleansed myself, I think. And uh, I want to read the Quran every day, make that a goal. Uh, I want to um, practice with prayer as well. There's a lot of things I want to, yeah, that's what I, I want to mostly focus on that. And uh, I, I'm going to go back to the States uh, for the second like half of Ramadan, inshallah, and be with some of my um, Muslim friends, uh, which will hopefully be a good experience. And I can, um, uh, yeah, experience Ramadan with them. But I, I, I really want to use this time to, to cleanse myself. And there's mm. still a lot things that I being here in Costa Rica that are like mm, uh, negative uh, like a few people that are negative influences and, and kind of persuade me maybe to do things I shouldn't be doing uh, mm-hmm. so I want to try to uh, avoid all of that and and yeah focus on myself and my relationship with 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 God and and find ways where I can get that to to like grow uh, mm-hmm. grow closer to God and yeah I guess that's what that's what I want. Uh, you headed to the states in two weeks. Uh yeah, in I'm going to Philly, uh April twenty eighth, inshallah. Mm-hmm. What else? Just Philly. Philly, and I'll be in North Carolina for a few days, so mm-hmm. that's it. Yo, Yadi, you know how to meditate? Uh, a little bit, but uh, I have ADHD, so it's really hard. <laughs> you got ADHD? Yeah. Mashallah. Yeah. We, we both got ADHD. It must be a Spanish thing. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I bet you people think you're crazy as hell in person. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. It's a blessing, though. Don't get it twisted. It's a blessing. Yeah, but it also kind of makes it difficult in a lot of ways. Sometimes when I'm praying, I be all over the place, <laughs> and I, mm-hmm. I, I just, I, I don't know how, but I lose track completely. Like, and then I realize maybe a minute or so later that I was praying, but I'm like, oh my gosh, no, I was praying. I need to get. Like, I, I completely forget, or I don't know what I get distracted by, but I get super distracted that it'll just, nothing, like, it's gone. And I for, completely forget I was praying. I was in the middle of a prayer. It's so hard sometimes for me. A lot of times, sometimes, when, when um, I'll have moments where I'll just pray, and I'll pray for, like, 30 minutes, and, and, and just let it all out, and I, like, focus, but it's not like that every time a lot of times i think maybe because of my adhd and anxiety and other things it like i just lose track completely of what i was what i was doing so what do you pray do you pray indoors or outdoors uh i pray inside typically yeah or yeah or outside if it's a nice and not raining outside <laughs> i'll go and like lay in the grass uh and pray or i like to pray when it's raining yeah. um background really, noise it helps i think that helps me focus more 
So, and since the rain is super loud here, you don't, you don't hear anything else when it's raining. So yeah, I, I enjoy praying when, while it's raining. So would you say that when you're outside, you can focus better in your prayers? Mm. Uh, yeah, sometimes, but there's a lot of bugs here too. So uh, that, that can be a distraction, but no, yeah. I really enjoy praying and feeling like the wind, the breeze and hearing all the animals and like the birds and everything. It's really like so peaceful. I'm sure you guys can hear some birds oh, now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I enjoy, I enjoy the outdoors. I really love being in the outdoors and uh, I feel like in that, I see God everywhere. I love being in Costa Rica because I see God everywhere and I hear God everywhere. And like, why wouldn't I, why wouldn't I want to be surrounded by something that reminds me of God constantly? Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. And it's, it's not just a human thing because as humans, you know, we, we love to be outdoors. Like that's like the animalistic side of us. But as someone who has ADHD, we were kind of made to be outdoors. <laughs> like, if we're indoors, we just kind of start going crazy, like going back and forth in our heads. Yeah. Do you feel like you use your phone a lot? Mm. Um, before, I used to a lot. Now, not as much, but um, when... I try, I try not to, I do, I do, but I try not to. I do because, let me tell you, I don't leave this house other than like once a week, maybe for a few minutes <laughs> to like get something at the grocery store. But most of the stuff we like eat is grown here. Um, so I rarely leave and it's been raining a lot here lately. So there's only so much I can do with my free time. So typically, yeah, I'll be on my phone or on my laptop watching something. Um, but if I'm if it's not raining, then yeah, I, I always try to leave and, and, and go hiking or do something like that. You should do something in the rain. Like, as it's raining, you should just go in the rain. Like, I wouldn't hike because I know that Costa Rica got yeah. some deadly animals. But um, just do something, like just go out there and chill in the rain, sit in the rain, pray in the rain. I don't know, do something. Yeah, I guess uh, I could do that. Uh, mm. My grandma might think I'm crazy, but yeah. <laughs> Bring her with you. La abuelita, <laughs> ven, vamos. That's, that's not happening. <laughs> you know, grandmas, they don't like the rain. Yeah. Um, but listen, the reason I say that is because when we have ADHD, or at least I can speak for myself here, if I spend too much time like on my phone or just in electronics like, in general, I can't focus on anything. Yeah. And then that's when prayer becomes like extremely difficult. Yeah, I agree. I think it's it's a, a big uh, distraction and honestly a, a, way, a, a bit of a waste of time. And once I start using it a lot, it's kind of hard to get out of that like cycle uh, or habit uh, because then 
I fall into this state of like laziness and just tired. I feel tired. Uh, it's not really like tired. Like I need to go to sleep because if I try to go to sleep, I can't. It's just like I just no I just, reason whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I just don't want to do anything, but I can't sleep either. So I, I do. I try to avoid uh, how often I use my phone. Plus, I I enjoy spending my time outdoors looking for animals or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yo, so I got a question for you, both of you. What are the most? Okay, I'll, I'll ask one now first. What's your most favorite ethnic dish? Are you serious? You probably can't even say one. I know, but give me a couple then. Arroz con andule with maduro and picadillo. You know what that Bro, is, Yari? I'm, I'm going to be straight. I oh, yeah, she is. knows what that is. Look at her face. Look yeah, at her she face. knows what that is, obviously. She's over there like, ooh, my grandma <laughs> cooking that right now. <laughs> What about you, Yari? Hmm. I I really like uh, seafood, so ceviche is one of my favorites, uh, which is, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, ceviche typically consists of rather like fish or shrimp or octopus or all three. And uh, they just marinate it in lime and put a few other, or at least the Costa Rican, they just type there's different type de types depending on what country you're from, but uh, they marinate it in lime juice and put some like vegetables in it and you, it's delicious. I love it. Um, I also really like plantains with cheese. Just plantains mm. with cheese. <laughs> it's probably my favorite things to eat. <laughs> Listen, last time I had plantains with cheese, I think that's when I found out I was lactose intolerant. <laughs> But oh, it's no. delicious. It's delicious, y'all. So good. Yeah. My 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 diet consists mostly of plantains, to be honest. Mm. So Yari's like 90% banana. Basically. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So for someone that's 90% banana, to go without food and water most of the day in Ramadan might be difficult. And a lot of reverts are probably kind of relating to you. And they're like, yo, we have Ramadan coming around the corner and I have to, you know, I'm used to eating food all day long, breakfast, lunch, dinner. Now it's more like just dinner. And then I got to like be up, wake up again. So for any of these reverts that are kind of confused or even scared, um, what advice would you have that helped you? Hmm. Advice for that? Because mm -hmm. you said you did Ramadan before. That's true. Um, I guess keep yourself busy uh mm, try not to yeah try not to think about food for me the, i think the biggest struggle is not food itself but water i drink a lot of water i drink like eight water bottles a day so for me not drinking water is like i'm a little bit scared to be honest but i think as long as i keep myself uh busy and doing things uh, throughout the day, maybe even sleeping if that helps, if you need to sleep. Uh, but 
yeah, focused on on other things. Um, like I mentioned before, I want to be reading the Quran and 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 focusing on learning to pray. So, uh, yeah, find stuff, uh, find stuff to do, um, stuff hopefully that won't drain your energy. So, yeah, don't go hiking. Uh, that'll probably make you thirsty and hungry. So yeah, find things to keep you uh, busy, but also that won't drain your energy. Solid, man. I think Rami hasn't said anything for like 40 minutes now. What's <laughs> up with that, bro? Why are you counting? I'm not, bro. I just, I just took a stab at it. It's just been a while. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I'm just playing. Uh, yeah, um, alhamdulillah, all good stuff. Um, I literally just have nothing to say. I'm just literally uh, <laughs> listening in, bro. No, say, um, hold on, say what you were telling me in the text message. And I asked you about the um, I think it's called Tarawiya, Tarawiya, yeah. So, uh, say it again, say it again, Tarawiya, yeah, yeah, tarawih. <laughs> exactly. So tarawih is um, prayers we have after Salat al-Asha, after the last prayer of the day, all throughout, throughout Ramadan. Um, and essentially, I believe they read the entirety of the Quran um, throughout the 30 days. So um, people, they'll, they'll pray usually in sets of two or sets of four, rakah, units of prayer. Um, and people after praying, you know, two or four or eight rakah, they'll leave but i think in total they pray like 20 a night mm -hmm. um just think about the imam mashallah reciting for that entire time for like 30 nights straight mashallah uh, but it's a really beautiful thing it's a beautiful feeling um to be there during you know ramadan and everything mashallah um so if, if there's a masjid near you and they're doing tarawih you should definitely go uh, join them inshallah so as a revert if we can't get to a masjid yeah then what then either get with some friends and pray tarawih or do it with, well i mean if your family also reverts if you have muslims nearby mm -hmm. then with them as well um i'm gonna inshallah i guess lead it for my family those who join um but yeah i'm sure there's like live streams online you can find yeah but i don't think we're allowed to pray over like a live stream mm. Yeah, I remember hearing that, like, if there's, let's say, it's delayed by 10 seconds, then you're you're going to be delayed by 10 seconds, you know what mm, I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. Mm. So if a revert has no friends and really no family, then would they, would they have, like, a, a card, like, a write-off, and they could, you know, do their own thing, like, pray their own way yeah, during yeah. that time? Yeah, they could just, I'm pretty sure they could just pray it by themselves. I don't think it has to be in Jumu'ah. Uh, they can pray by themselves. They can pray night prayers by themselves. Um, they can pray Sunnah prayers. They can do whatever, you know, all acts of good deeds throughout Ramadan. Tarawih, it's not obligatory. It's 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 a Sunnah. Uh, it's just a very beautiful Sunnah, right? It's very peaceful. So there's a number of things people can do to, to get more good deeds during Ramadan, inshallah. Inshallah. Are you too excited? First, I mean, it's not your first Ramadan, Yari, but... um. Your first Ramadan as a Muslim? Yeah, I guess it's my, my first official one. So I'm definitely excited. I'm actually, I'm not, I'm not that nervous. Uh, I thought it, maybe I would be. Mm. Um, but uh, I'm excited, definitely. Um, I've been kind of trying to mentally prepare myself. And um, 
and also my family. Um, I'm still trying to figure out like how I'm uh, gonna fast and everything being around my family because mm. my grandma, if she doesn't see me eating, like I should, t- I typically eat meals with her. So if she doesn't see me eating, I think she's yeah, gonna get mad. Uh, I know, yeah, she gets mad. Like if if I'm not eating with her at the table, she gets kind of mad. So mm. uh, she's gonna not be eating with me for two weeks. So uh, for the past like two weeks, I've been trying to not eat at the same time as her or say like, oh, I can't eat right now. I'm busy. I'm doing something. So I'm kind of getting her prepared in that way, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) kind of secretively. Um, Mm. So that when the time comes and I'm fasting, she's not uh, freaking out like why she's not seeing me eat. Oh, she doesn't know. What if she finds this video? Bro, it's not even that, man. It's the abuelitas, bro. It's just, listen, I haven't, everybody else in my family knows. I don't, mm. my grandma's old. I don't want to give her a heart attack. You don't like, want to, like, you know, just give her more stress than she's already going through. Like, I'm sure she would, I, I feel like now she's old enough where, She's even said it herself, like she doesn't care what we like, what religion we follow as long as we believe in God. I don't know if she knows what Islam is. I don't think she does. So I've thought about it, but like she hasn't really asked me that, like anything about, about uh, the hijab. And I guess nobody else in the family has brought it up to her, none of her kids. So, and my mom hasn't either. So I, if they haven't, then... I feel like maybe I'll let her live her life the rest of her years in peace. She's a, yeah, like I mentioned, they, I, they're very, like, they've always been, like, a strict, like, Catholic family. So very religious. My grandma's very religious. And um, she, she wakes up, like, every morning at 4 a.m. and prays for an hour. My grandma and my grandpa every day they pray mm. they wake up and pray for like an hour uh, every single day they don't miss it ever um and they've always been uh very helpful to the community like i mentioned before like we don't i don't come from a very rich family we family we had very little growing up and and they did as well my grandma was one of 26 kids and they lived in the middle of basically the jungle they didn't have running water or electricity I don't think she really has much of an education either maybe first grade uh so they literally have to get their had to get their water from the river and and such the so she had a really tough life and Mm -hmm. she's a very strong woman and um yeah she's she's raised 10 kids on her own or not on her own but with my my grandpa but 10 kids and 10 kids that are now, uh, they all have their own families. They're all doing well. Nothing like extremely horrible has ever happened to any of them. They're all healthy. Mm-hmm. So she's a very, very blessed woman. And I know it's because she has a very, very strong faith. And my grandpa does as well. Um, so even, even though they're not Muslim, I know they, they all, my family comes from a family of very strong faith. Listen, so when you hear, you, I'm sure you know, like, um, you are new into Islam, but in Islam, um, men can have four wives. Mm-hmm. So when you hear that, 
you hear you hear that uh you know 23 26 30 kids it kind of makes sense with four women right but in catholicism i'm sure you're talking about your traditional family in costa rica i highly doubt they're polygynous right so i'm pretty sure it's one man yeah one woman and you're telling me these abuelitas they've had 23 26 kids no way yes yeah they put in work yes so my crazy my dad's mom she and her and my grandpa got married when she was like 15 years old uh so she had her first kid when she was 16 and she had my dad my dad's the youngest so she had my dad when she was 49 so like (laughs) his his siblings could definitely be his parents damn mashallah mashallah yo they did something right (laughs) yeah yeah, all from the same, all the same mom and dad as well as my grandma, all the same, same parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You you hear about like this postmodernism and secularism and they talk about, you know, when you have too many kids, there's going to be a, a supply crisis, like a shortage of resources, right? So, you know, you, you see countries that are p- placing bans like China and all these like two kid maximum, one kid household maximum. And, you know, we learn from Islam that, you know, Allah tells us have more kids, right? There's nothing wrong with having kids permissibly. And, you know, Allah will give you risk, sustenance, you know, supply, food, resources. So there doesn't have to be this worry about, okay, if I have kids, can I support them? Can I this? And I'm not saying have kids when you're, you know, 12 and you don't have your life together and your income, and then your parents have to raise your kids, right? But there's uh, there's no point delaying it, um, at least to the extent that we see in the West. I know you want to answer that question that Rami asked too, because he has both of you. Well, first off, bro, Spanish people are known for just being fertile. It's a weird <laughs> flex. But like real talk, my mom got pregnant just by my dad looking at. Her. <laughs> I swear, I swear on everything. But it, it's true, it's true. Just Spanish people, we just I don't know what it is. It's in it's mm-hmm. in my genes or something. But um what was the question? I knew you were gonna. Ask. <laughs> nah, I, I had a feeling, bro. This, this man, this man forgot. But uh, yeah, I'm always it sidetracking. Is, it, it's the same thing about um, you know, how how is how are you taking Ramadan as a new reaver? Just like he asked uh, Yari. For you, I already know you did some crazy fasts. Yari doesn't know, but he's done like some like you know multi day fasts. He's done some dry fast, prolonged fast. So, um, how are you gonna take Ramadan now for the you know? I'm assuming you haven't done dry fasting in a while. Yeah, I haven't dry fasted in my entire life. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I think the only time I dry fast is when I sleep. And you've done um, a water fast? I've done water fasting, for sure. A lot. But um, I think I did like five days just drinking straight water. No food at all. <laughs> Yari's mouth just dropped. She's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but she likes water, so I think it'd be easy for her. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but um, as far as Ramadan goes, uh, I'm ready for it. I'm excited to experience what I'm going to experience. I, I've done the, the dopamine detoxing, like I told y'all. And uh, Yadi, if you don't know what dopamine detoxing is, it's like you cut out everything. And, like, you wake up and you just you live the most simplest life as possible. It's life for you. You would wake up. And you would just, like, interact with your family, go outside, hike, and just do your thing, come home, and then sleep, and then repeat it. 
and it's it's very hard especially for someone who has ADHD but it is beautiful because someone who has ADHD you start realizing ah like I don't actually have a problem like I have a gift you know what I mean um but I'm I'm excited to see what's going to happen in Ramadan because I'm also going to try to implement uh, a dopamine detox at the same time I think the only thing that I'm just kind of like in my head about is my training my MMA training because I, I got to put that in the, the back seat, but it is what it is. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, I'm just trying to, I'm thinking about the training thing. Um, I think we talked about it actually. Either train late or uh, go relatively light, mm-hmm. tire yourself out, or train, train like closer to breaking your fast. Um, yeah, but inshallah, here. I have to grab my laptop charger. So, uh, excuse me. I'll be back in a few minutes. In no, do you think, do you think. wrap it up anyway, but I'll uh, go for it, bro. Yeah, I was going to say, too, uh, when she was talking about her grandma, mm-hmm. I think I think that's so relatable. I think any Spanish person can relate because you're like, la abuela, bro, you don't mess around when it's time to eat. Like, when there's food on the table, listen, you go and you eat the food. And when they ask you if you want more... It, even if you fool, you you say yes and you get some more food. <laughs> Bro, my abuelita, I remember I was at her place and this woman asked me if I wanted food. And I, I didn't really feel that good. And when I told her no, she got mad, just like Yadi's grandma. But yo, like after she just looked broke, like she looked so broken, like she was about to cry. And I was like, you know what, grandma, let me get some food. And then she, bro, like the biggest smile came over her and she's like, de verdad? And I was like, just give me the food, grandma. Like, don't look at me. Just give me the food. And she gave me this food. And real talk, I got food poisoned because of that food. Oy. So, I mean, I don't know. You take it as you will. But don't mess around with abuelitas, bro. Yeah. <laughs> when she walked over here, she was asking me if I was going to eat lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you going to come eat lunch? Are you going to eat lunch? You're not eating lunch? <laughs> no, no. What she made for lunch? Uh, mm, yeah, sorry. My my grandma doesn't really ball out when it comes to food here. Uh, we eat rice and beans for every meal. And then if there's like other vegetables, whatever vegetables there are in the garden, uh, she'll make some sort of like picadillo basically with the vegetables. But like she doesn't, she also only has one hand. She got one hand? Yeah, so she can't cook that much anymore. Yo, oh, she no. be whipping 90. it up with one She's hand. 90, she lost <laughs> her right hand. So Mashallah. she doesn't go too crazy when, when she cooks. Just rice and beans every day. And then uh, sometimes, like, I don't eat uh, I don't eat meat, just fish. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'll so, eat fish sometimes. So she only has her left hand or her right? Her left hand. Why you had to like stop and like look at your own hand? So she has her thumb on her right hand, but that's it. Oh, true. You know, you want to know why? Yeah, why? What happened? It got uh, it got cut off by a lawnmower. What she do? <laughs> so apparently, there was a lawnmower, and 
she had she had a lawnmower and she had taken the blades off of it but then somebody switched it and she had it on and when she stuck her hand inside it basically cut everything off so now she was left with like her thumb so now she'd be in the kitchen with just one arm behind the back just whipping it like that no she'll use her thumb but like how does she use her thumb to kind of like grasp things like maybe like you know I don't know, like, like it, it's just like her thumb and this. Damn. So I don't know how she does it, but she'll use her left hand as well. But she definitely struggles a lot. Plus, she's old. So yeah, that's yeah, that's crazy. What was she doing? Put her hand underneath the lawnmower. There's something stuck underneath. I don't know. I don't know. Arami, her grandma has <laughs> one hand. <laughs> <laughs> Rami's like, what the hell? She has one hand. Mm-hmm. Yes. What happened? Go ahead, Yadi. It got cut off by a lawnmower. Oh my god. Yeah. She stuck her hand in the lawnmower trying to fix something, but she didn't realize the the blades were there because somebody had like switched the lawnmower she had. Oh, and no. so when she stuck her hand in there and it was on, it sliced off her, her fingers. She she still got her thumb, though. Yeah. She saw her thumb? Yeah, mashallah. I'll give you a thumbs up, though, when you're doing good. <laughs> mashallah. Um, subhanallah. How old was she when it happened? Uh, it happened maybe, oh, I don't remember, maybe 10 years ago or something. So maybe she mm-hmm. was around 80 years old. Wow. Okay. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Mm, Joanna, okay. do you remember what day you or what time period you reverted? Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, know it was, it was like, like it was like three. Uh, no, I think it was before that. Because I remember, I like I stayed low key about it. I didn't say anything. I think you were the only person that knew for a while. That's what I'm saying. I think it was November. I think it was earlier. I think it was September. Why? Bro, I thought we did your Shahada. Yeah, we did. That was November, bro. Was it? <clears throat> mm-hmm. It was November, bro. That's that's crazy. What about you, Yari? Uh January 22nd. Oh, this year? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mashallah. Mashallah. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone that's kind of considering reverting to Islam, they they agree with you know everything you've said so far uh they watched your video maybe or they're gonna watch your video we'll plug in your channel at the end um and they kind of want to they're wondering should i do it should i not i have all this family i have all these issues what do you tell these people what's your advice to just make that jump just take that step Mm, i think you really just have to trust trust in god and trust in yourself uh, I know it's really difficult for a lot of people because there have been people that message messaging me. They're like, my family has basically completely disowned me or they uh, they are really, really unhappy with what I'm doing or that I'm interested in Islam or whatever it is. I think I, I know, I can only imagine because I really have only experienced that to, to a very small level, thankfully. But um you have to trust in, in God and trust in the process. And if you really believe that's something that you want to do and it feels like it's right for you, 
then just do it and everything else uh, will will begin to to fall in, into place i think it's, honestly it's all everything it's all about being having faith you just have to have faith i've learned to have faith in everything i used to struggle a lot obviously when when bad things would happen or things that mm -hmm. didn't go my way and um and now when things don't go my way i just have faith i understand that god has something planned for me and it's better than what i what i wanted so i just have to believe that i have to have faith in that that god always has the best uh, in store for me so i once you truly like you truly accept that uh for me it's made my life so much easier and and now when when i when i face challenges or, or like i said when things just don't go my way uh it, it's so much easier to just accept it accept it and not push and try to change things just accept mm -hmm. the, the way things are so have faith uh, is the most important thing i like that um and there's no right or right, right or wrong answer to this, but everyone has that one favorite verse from the Quran or one thing that sticks out, one thing they really love. Um, what would that be for you? If any. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I, I can't say I memorized any lines from the Quran. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of hard to answer that question. Um, but Mm. Or even like your favorite what thing. What stood out to you? Time. Yeah, or what mm -hmm. stood out to you like when you were reading it? Like just one specific part. Wait, what, 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 what did you say? Like what stood out to you as you were reading the Quran? Um, well, for me as a Christian, or like I was a Christian before, I, I, it's... Uh, well, hold up, are you, it's, you a Christian or you a Catholic? It's the same thing to me. It's the same thing, honestly. Like, it's, <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> like, to me, like, if you're Catholic, then you're Christian. I don't know. I don't, I don't know the difference. To me, there's not a difference. But um, I think growing up as a Christian and, and reading the Bible and now seeing a lot of those same stories in the Quran is kind of, it's nice. And it's nice that I feel like, you know, it's not something completely different. It's, it's also a lot of, what I've learned in the past and reading about like Jesus and the story of like Adam and Eve and all of that, you know, it's, it's nice to see, you know, something like the, the similarities uh, between the two and that the stories are there as well. Um, so I like, I like that because when, when I can share with my family and be like, the Quran also talks about Jesus. The Quran also talks about uh, all of the same stories that were in the Bible. So it's, it, it gives me, like, it makes it, I feel like, in a way, like, easier for me to, to explain things to them. And then I, I like being able to do that. So that is why uh, I, like, I like that. I like that the stories are also yeah. there. Mashallah. A side note, let me hear you say Catholic, like the full religion name. Catholic? Wait, wait, what do you mean? Like, like you know how it's Christianity? Yeah. 
So why? Well, uh, say say the Catholic part. Like Catholicism. Oh, <laughs> like I don't. I, don't right. I did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Catholicism. I, I thought it was like a Spanish thing, but I guess it's just it's just me. Well, you thought I was gonna say like Catholicism or something? Yeah. Like yeah, no. Do that. Rami was talking about how some guy made a whole two-hour dissection on Angel's revert and just talk trash because he's like a like a atheist or whatever mm -hmm. um and uh he was just talking and, and one of his points was this man doesn't even know how to pronounce catholicism he said catholicism and i was like bro what a soy boy i thought that was a spanish thing that's funny my mom definitely pronounces it like that too so mm -hmm. yeah it has to be a spanish thing yeah, I think I, I just because I learned it in school as Catholicism. So I think that's the only reason I know that it's pronounced that way. Yeah, my mom would always say Catholicism. And like my mom's like heavy Catholic. Like she got the, the angels, Virgin Mary and all that stuff. Yeah. Mm. I think it's also just a hard word to say. So. Yeah, for Hispanics, it's difficult. If you if Spanish if Spanish is your first language, saying Catholicism is kind of difficult. Catholicism. <laughs> yeah, they they be saying it with the accent too. Yeah. Yep. No, All right, guys. Say, um, yeah. Go ahead. Bro. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say if you guys had any other questions. Yeah, man, before we wrap it up, uh, I did have a question, bro. Then you interrupted, and now I can't remember my question. I kind of have a question. I kind of have a question for you guys. What's up? So during Ramadan, next week, I'm planning to go stay with my dad. And my dad, I'm going to spend like a week working with him. But my dad travels around a lot for work. And I was told before, that like during uh, Ramadan, obviously, if you're a female, when you're menstruating, you shouldn't fast. And also when you're traveling, you shouldn't fast. Should I not fast when I'm like with him? Like, I don't know what it means by travel. Does it mean like traveling to a different country or just like when I'll be with him, we'll travel like a few hours um, by car. Does that mean I shouldn't fast or should I fast those days anyways? So listen, before Imam Rami goes in, I just want to say not only is he going to answer this question, but if you have any other questions too, you can definitely hit up Rami because again, he's not like a sheikh or like, you know, but he has, out of the three of us, he's definitely, you know, answered a lot of our questions too. And I'm not a revert myself, Anho is a revert. So, you know, he, he has his, uh, his badges, mashallah, to say the least. Jazakallah, Jazakallah. Um, so I wouldn't, it depends on how far you, you, um, you drive. If I remember when we went to, uh, to Alberta and you were telling me about, um, the prayers are cut in two, if you traveled a certain distance, mm -hmm. what, what was the distance again? I forgot what it was. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll have to look it up, but, um, we definitely met that distance, bro. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. But, uh, it depends on how, how far you're traveling, um, mm -hmm. country to country. Definitely. I would say don't fast, but if you're just driving like an hour, one place in an hour back it's, it's not that big of a deal um, i know a lot of contract work is a lot of traveling and stuff so if it's something like that i wouldn't say like don't fast because of that you should fast 
um, providing that, you know, you can, it's not going to affect you negatively. You're not going to like pass out or anything crazy. And any day you can't fast in Ramadan, like with an actual valid reason, you no. have to fast after Ramadan. Mm-hmm. Just make up for it, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not going to be on your period, right? Who, him? Or me? Why would I? Yo, uh, listen, like Robbie was on his period last week. Yeah, right, so he's done with that. Soul, he's man. done with that. Don't um, bring it up. It was a hard time for him. No, not 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 while I'm with my dad. No. Okay. I have to go check really that. quickly. Good, bro. <laughs> you you told me that you were wearing a pad like for another two days extra, just in case. All right. Next next topic. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to get nervous bro it's just two guys and two girls on a podcast bro all right um <clears throat> anyways so you guys gotta make it awkward every time man oh man it's like it's not awkward <laughs> Yari, tell, tell us uh tell us if we hit the mark so our goal is literally to just make an unscripted unfiltered podcast where when people come they literally feel like it's a conversation. There's no, you know, staging, no like, okay, we're going to do this, no script. So let us know. Yeah, yeah, I definitely felt that felt that way. I was really nervous because my anxiety, like when I started, I was literally shaking. Uh, my anxiety was just up there. Not, I'm not afraid to talk. I like talking, as you guys can tell. <laughs> but I, like my anxiety is still there anyways. Uh, but yeah, it was really like easy and, and fun. I enjoyed it. Mashallah, you texted me that too. Like, uh, I don't know, I might be nervous. And then yeah. I, I told you, I was like, this is going to be super simple, super easy. Um, and yeah, I know you got anything else before we close off. Yeah, I got, I got a question. I got two questions. Go for it, bro. First question. How do you feel about religion now that you're in Islam? Ooh, it's a big one. Wait, how do I feel about what? Polygyny. Polygyny. Poly- what? Polygyny. So, so you heard about Polygyny. monogamy and Yeah, polygamy. yeah, like like okay, yes, yes, yes. Polygyny yes. is just like one man and multiple wives. Yeah, yeah. Uh so in my opinion, it made sense back in the day. Now I don't think it's necessary. I think maybe it's it was it's it was accepted because yeah like back then a man could have multiple wives because the man is the one really supporting the family and the women and maybe there were more women than men but nowadays can you just imagine four of me like having to deal with four of me i don't think it's hold up hold up hold up you said (laughs) specifically that dudes were hitting you up saying that they didn't want uh, these innocent Muslim chicks and they wanted these spicy, crazy Ooh. Latinas like yourself. Now you're saying imagine four of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like four. No, I don't think it's necessary. Like, I, I just, yeah, personally, in my opinion, if that's what you want to do, I really don't care. But I know my husband's not going to want to do that. Ooh, <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> really? I know. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. How you, how you so sure about that? Yeah, how you sure about that? Because I wouldn't marry a man who wants to marry four women. What if you marry a man that wants to marry, you know, four women, but you don't find out until 10 years in? 
Don't scar her, dude. I know she already has Jeez. trust issues. I'm here, like, nodding. Listen, like, like I said, like I said, uh, no man is gonna be able to handle four of me. Once you, once you've married me, that's enough. That's enough. You're gonna have. That's a handful. That's more than a handful. Like, if you want, I can put on a wig. You know, like I can put lots of makeup on, whatever you want, and I can change. You know, I, I, I kind of my personality changes sometimes. So, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, I, I seen your video. But, it, you have multiple personalities. In <laughs> my opinion, I just don't. Yeah, I don't think it's something that's necessary in today's world. There's plenty of women and there's plenty of men, so one is enough, I think. All right, that's fair. So, what if you met this man that, well, like everything is just like guys is telling you, "Yo, this is it. This is the man for you." But then it wouldn't but, be it. It wouldn't be it. That really, it wouldn't be it. Really. Because no, he wouldn't be it. He wouldn't be that guy. But that guy Damn. was the prophet. He's be upon him. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm not Ooh, married. <laughs> all of a sudden, got too real. <laughs> well, okay, look at it like this. Look at it like this. Yeah. Let's say this guy comes into the picture. Let's say y'all don't get married. Y'all, you know, y'all fancy each other. Y'all like each other. Y'all vibe with each other. Everything's perfect. There's nothing inherently wrong with the relationship that you guys have. But you, let's say you have a friend who's just been having issues and she's also Muslim. Or you have this woman that's like a widow and she has kids and no guy is gonna basically want that luggage to take care of her. But then, yo man, your hubby is like, you know what? I'm daddy, I'm gonna take care of this. And he says, you know, baby, I'm gonna marry this girl because I'm gonna take care of her in her situation. But it's it's no harm, no foul. Like how's no you feel cheating? That? Yeah, right? no, no cheating. cheating, no lying. He's upfront with you. He's honest because he respects wait, I you. I just don't under. How is it not cheating? Because it's not cheating. Cheating it's, is behind cheating is adultery. It's it's out of wedlock. Uh, is for me that's it's too it, that's too complicated. I so that's like an absolute deal breaker. It's just, I don't, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable. I know I wouldn't feel comfortable. I could try, I could try, but I think deep down I'd be lying if I'd be like, okay, yeah, fine. Yeah. Oh, honey. Yeah. Get married to another woman. That's fine. It doesn't hurt me. Like, why, why would he like the thing? Like for me, why, what is wrong? Like, what, am I not enough that my husband wants to marry another woman as well? Okay. So you're possessive. It's mean? all right if you are. It's all right, yeah. It was, like you, you, you want a man, you feel, but you want him to yourself. Yeah, like you, you feel less of yourself as a woman if he wants another woman. It feels like you're not measuring up to some standard. Uh, I guess in a way, but mm -hmm. it's just that's one thing. Maybe I, I would just never completely come to understand, just because the way. I was raised, you know, a, a man should be with just one woman. My grandparents were just with my, my grandmas. <laughs> so, like, I've always wanted that, too. So, mm, um, okay. I just, I, I don't think I'd ever fully be able to understand and accept that 100%, even if, you know, maybe that happened, like, that will happen in the future. Hopefully not, but... um. 
if that she did say maybe <laughs> like i i think i'd just be i think it would hurt me yeah. it would hurt you but it's it's something that you're not a hundred percent against you're not a hundred percent for it you might not even be one percent for it but you're not a hundred percent against it yeah not really not even like one person like i just can't say no completely because anything can happen but it's mm-hmm. where i am now i it's not something i want or i hope for in my future all right it's fair enough all right and the last question for the dudes that are trying to slide in your dms to try to holler at you to get married where can we direct them because uh, we're doing tryouts now right we, you said you yeah. said you don't want all these thirsty guys we're trying to get like a top one percent the best of the best the cream of the crop so you know uh direct them towards the quran <laughs> <laughs> okay good answer good I answer just, i don't think you can meet like i don't want to tell my kids i met my husband via dm like it's just not a story I want to tell and I just don't think you can truly fall in love with a person and know that you that's the person for you just from watching a YouTube video or seeing some pictures on Instagram like yeah yeah so I mean now now I have a question so what if um you're in the you're in the situation you're in the case because this kind of happened to me and guys I was gonna say she sounds a lot like um uh, I won't say any names, but she sounds a lot like my fiance. Like the, okay. Her answer is exactly, exactly the same. That's why I was so like, I don't know, I found it funny, subhanAllah. You calling, you calling Yari basic now? Uh, basic? No, I'm playing, I'm playing. Well, not <laughs> basic? Um, no, no, no. But um, yeah, so my question is, if someone were to come across your video <clears throat> and then from your video want to get to know you, for marriage because it's one thing to dm and say let's get married it's an, and that's just completely absurd but something else to marry or not to marry but to, to dm and say i want to get to know you so is there a difference in that or are they in the same category? uh i guess it's just you don't seem as crazy uh if you're like dming me asking me okay just to get to know me but uh i'm still just i'm not interested i i i feel like when god will put that person in my life and i will meet that person hopefully in person i i just am not someone i don't really text anyone or call anyone ever nobody like at all uh so it's not something i want i don't want to be talking to someone that's halfway around the world and like trying to get to know them i want to get to know that person in person so it's just not something i'm but isn't in person limiting your pool so much to the point where this might be that guy that you're looking for that allah wants for you and what if that allah makes that guy dm i'm literally trying to like make the craziest story right now but it'll happen we can, it'll happen yeah. if it's supposed to happen it'll happen mm. that's the thing if, like if it'll happen, it's supposed to happen. And then, like, some guys are like, yeah, but, like, I, let me, like, at least try. I'm like, no, listen, if it was meant to happen, it's going to happen. There's nothing that we can do or change. or change. Like, it's going to happen no matter what. Whoever it is, mm. it's going to happen. But um, 
another thing I somewhat recently uh, got out of I, a relationship in a way. Um, I wanted to get married to a dude and once he present, uh, he was, I hadn't met his family yet, but when he um, brought me up to his sister, she said, absolutely no, not at all, no chance. And I'm still recovering from that because that was very heartbreaking that I wasn't even given the opportunity um, to meet his family. Um, I think it's because, you know, I'm not a born Muslim and I'm not from their culture. And I think that's also an issue that happens with a lot of reverts that they're not accepted because they come from different cultures or they're not born Muslims. So a lot of, uh, we're kind of, yeah, like, like sheep that way or yeah. So, um, Wait, what's their culture? Egyptian. Egyptian. And then Costa Rica. Oh, uh, no, I was, in, I was in the States. Oh, okay. Got you. Yeah. Yes. Oh, Honestly, I feel like you dodge a bullet with that. Because um, imagine marrying mm-hmm. that family. That's what my yeah my friends have said. Facts. You're not marrying the guy. Think the family's there too. You imagine might not be with them in close proximity, yeah. but you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like my mom told me. Look at party at party. Yeah. And you know that, and, and what you're saying is a uh, it directly relates with that. And it's like you can't trip about. Uh, what happened like yeah i get it you know it hurts i'm not gonna sit here and be like yo like get over yourself like it wasn't that bad it, it, i know um before i became muslim i was engaged i was about to get married and uh things just kind of fell off and for a long time like i was trying to recover from that and you know ask myself all these questions like trying to understand like what went wrong but again like what you said about this person coming into your life and being like the one for you. That's also the same thing with what happened with this individual you were with. Yeah, that's definitely been, it's been hard uh, to accept. I know now that that person was definitely a blessing in my life. So I'm still grateful that, that God put that person in my life. And everything, I live by this every day. Everything happens for a reason. And I know that 100%. So that person came into my life for some time to help me out with the things that I was struggling with. And now I'm strong enough to continue uh, on my own uh, with my journey. Uh, So yeah, that person, I guess, was not for me. But uh, inshallah, somebody else will be. (laughs) Yeah. Inshallah. 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 Yeah. All right, guys. If that is all, um, we do have our next, uh, you know, engagement. So, hate to cut it short, but uh, if you I made like it this far, hours. yes. Mm-hmm. But if the people made it this far, go ahead and put hashtag platanos. <laughs> hashtag what? Platanos. <laughs> I'll, I'll show you how to write. All right. All right, all right. What does that mean? Hashtag. Platanos, it's plantains. Mm, food that she's eating. Okay. Yeah. All right, sounds good. And if you want to get more of our sister, Jariela, you can hit up uh, the links I put in the description for her channel. You just got a YouTube for now, right? Uh, you, yeah, I guess YouTube and yeah. Instagram. 
YouTube and Instagram. So I'll link YouTube and Instagram, brand new, fresh account. I think a month or two old for YouTube. Um, go hit subscribe, go like some of the videos, check it out. If you're a sister and you want someone to relate to, because a lot of time they can't relate to brothers, you know where to find her. All right, guys, it was really nice meeting you all. I had a lot of fun talking to you. Alhamdulillah. Yeah, same, same. Likewise. Nice flowing conversation. Only one of us got misgendered, thankfully. <laughs> um, with that being said, um, may Allah bless you all for watching and our sister and the brothers on the podcast. Allahumma ameen. Allahumma atina fi dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana wa kina adhaba nar. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.